All right, I can't open my eyes right now because it hurts too much. But thank you for watching Not Rocket Science. Well, it's right. not the end. <laughs> it's not rocket science. Not, not rocket science. science. Not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's not. 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 Rocket science. It's not rocket science. Blast off. Welcome to. <laughs> Did that scare you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Blast. I'll say it quietly. Blast off. That was even more creepy, by the way. <laughs> Blast off. Welcome to Not Rocket Science. In this episode, we'll be learning from professional mime Dean Evans all about miming. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. So, Anthony, you want to tell the audience or the listeners what the show is all about? Of course. Thank and you. And since the, uh, the, the theme of the day is mime, I'm going to do this miming if you don't mime yes please do you please. mime I, I, I don't mime at all wasn't that cute how we did that okay and i'll try and describe what you're doing you want to describe my yeah. mime okay yeah. this is maddie he's he's uh me we teach you we pat you on the shoulder and we oh one second one second he's pointing he's pointing he's pointing we tell you about that and we tell you about this and th this and uh <laughs> now he's uh holding like a <laughs> now he's making a drink or something uh, oh that's a fire extinguisher very good very good we oh. teach you about fire and <laughs> um <laughs> and uh we powder your nose we teach you about how to powder your nose and how to honk your nose. And oh, a clown, a clown. He's a clown. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Very good. And uh, I'm not going to say astrologist. Oh, I say up. <laughs> That's the star. If if, that, if anything of, of that was yeah. confusing, I hope it wasn't. Uh, so, you know, yeah. it, pretty much I was trying to say via mime, as yes. some of you probably noticed. Yes, uh, and so yeah. uh, we learned something new. Yeah. From a uh, professional, professional. Well, I could do it too, <laughs> because after all, uh, learning—it's not what Anthony, it's not rocket science. <laughs> First, uh, before we start, our producer Chris Dotson and his wife Almy from uh, the Something About Astrology podcast are at Disneyland today. Um, That's so, awesome! Yeah. Lucky um, Ducks. Hi, uh, Chris. Hey, guys. Hi, Almy. How's Disneyland? Hi, Maddie and Anthony. We are coming to you from the hottest place on Earth. I mean, the happiest place on Earth. We have not seen any mimes today. We did see some mice, though. We saw Mickey and Minnie earlier. I'm surprised because we are on Mime Street. Uh, babes, I think it's technically called Main, Main Street. That explains it. That yeah. explains it. it. It's not Mime Street. Okay. And there are a few people over there who aren't talking, but I don't think they're mimes. I think they're just not talking at the moment. So if we see any mimes, we'll be sure to report back. But in the meantime, we love you guys and hope you're having a great podcast. Talk to you soon. Main Way Street Main Street, and Mime Street, I would make that mistake. I would, too. That's so don't you mistake, feel So don't you feel don't, guilty yeah, on me. Yeah, don't feel too bad about yourself. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, Chris and Almy, uh, for the uh, for the update. So you had a, a crazy story about your Lyft driver. You were a little bit late today. Yeah. Uh, well, I got into the car, and uh, he was blasting. Uh, I guess the is it EDM like really fast music? Isn't oh God. And then he was like, hey, man. Uh, yeah, he was like, doo, 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 and he had uh, the same color hair as my shirt, and he's like. Love carrot top. Well, he, well, no, it was like dyed, and he was oh, like, okay. he's like, nice shirt. Uh, I love the color, and I was like, reminds me of your hair. And he's like, I didn't notice, and I was like, oh my god, what's <laughs> happening? And then he's like, hey man, I gotta be honest with you, uh, I haven't slept uh, yet. And I was like, oh god, you haven't slept. Uh, you got to get some rest if you're driving. I was thinking, yeah, I didn't say that <laughs> oh, to him, god. and he's just like, yeah, I haven't slept for a really long time. <laughs> And oh I was God, like, terrifying. I was, uh, he was like, I, I'm just kind of over it. And I was like, what? It's like, I'm oversleeping. All right. And, and, but he said it like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> you get crappy when you don't, uh, <laughs> when you don't, uh, sleep, I guess. So he was just driving. And then he was like, 
I hate this city. I hate this city. And I was like, what city do you want to live in? And he was like, I want to live in uh, 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 New Jersey. And I was like, well, that's a state. But Was uh, he a wrestler? Because he sounds like a wrestler. No, I th- uh, he was <laughs> listening to EDM. He was just like just wild. And a, then a he, wrestling EDM guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, So it was pretty crazy. Wow. I was scared because I, he was like uh, looking at his phone. He had kept sl- stomping on the brakes. Uh, I did give him a good review though because I'm I'm bad at review. I don't want to be mean to people, but it scared me. So that's what happened. <laughs> I was well, a bit scared. I'm glad you're here and you made it. Um, thank you. Yeah, and we were we were setting up here. Our uh, editor producer Ryan is here. We just had a quick question for you, Ryan. How you doing? Because you had shingles. Are you okay? What was yeah. it like? Yeah, I had shingles. Jeez. It's maybe five weeks now. The hell is shingles? It's getting better now. What is this shingles? So you're okay. You well, all right? You're freaking me out a little shut. bit. I'm you're kinda, kinda, <laughs> You seem scared. I don't know. It's scary. <laughs> shingles is scary. It is. So it starts off like I thought I had a bug bite. But yeah. It would be like twenty bug bites because it starts off itching. So oh, yeah. I have no idea what it is. And the thing about shingles is you have to catch it within seventy hours. If you don't, it's untreatable. You're stuck with it. 70 hours? Mm-hmm. Well, what? And by the time 70 hours is up, it's like, oh, and now I think I know what it is because it's not this, it's not this, it's not this, it's not that. You're yelling at me. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> it's a yelling at kind of a thing. Yes, yes. And it just it explodes on just one side oh, of the man. body. It so only comes on okay. one side of the body. And people get it in different areas. You can oh, get my. it in your eye. Jeez. And my friend's dad had it in his eye. He had to have seven ocular surgeries. Oh my this gosh. is not a good thing. And yeah, I just I learned from so. Mike DeLay that you could get it more than once. There's a vaccine, <laughs> people. There's a vaccine. Get the vaccine. But it, it only affects people later in life. You and start, you, you're starting to sound like the crazy <laughs> town man that's just yelling in the middle of a street. There's a vaccine, people. There's a vaccine. They're like, we've got the vaccine. They're like, no, there's other things you can get a vaccine for, people. <laughs> you don't well, want this. Uh, how long this. do you stay contagious for? Like, how long does it? Yeah, it blisters up. Yeah. And it causes pain, and it's, uh, I don't know, I guess a couple weeks. Couple like, weeks. a week and a half is the worst. Oh, man. Now it's, like, clear. Oh, good. Everything's fine now. now. Yeah, awesome. right. You well, seem so like you're, you're losing <laughs> so your mind. I'm glad you're okay, man. <laughs> you're the best. I'm yeah. so sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> Don't get shingles. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, awesome. yeah. That that. Hey, while you're here, it's not. Uh, it's. I'm just gonna do something impromptu. I thought it would be kind of fun for me. Um, you know, my birthday's not for a while, but I thought maybe the two of you could sing Happy Birthday to me. Uh, please come in, Mike. Please come in. Uh, it's not my birthday. My birthday's not for a few months, maybe even uh, six. But I would like you guys to well, sing happy mime, birthday. I'm going to mime a cake that I have a cake. Thank you. All right, and I would really think it would be cool. Okay. Light, Here's light. the cake. Yeah. By the way, I get... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Anthony. Happy birthday to you. So much, you know, and candles. More. I lit oh, the candles. Right oh, you did light the candle. Yeah. Here, let me just light this one. Yeah, it went out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how I blow out candles through a whistle. Yeah. It, it's more entertaining. Thank you guys so yeah, much. Of uh, again, it's not my yeah. birthday for a long time, but I it, just it like that. Like you're trying to kiss the cake a little bit. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I, okay, anyways, cool. Thank you so thank much. You. And uh, <laughs> sorry about the shingles. Thank you for okay. the happy birthday. Maddie, uh, this <laughs> little more, if you don't mind. Maddie, I'm, uh, I challenge you. I'm not going to tell you right now what those pies <laughs> things are, but I challenge you. Do you accept? I, I accept. All right. I think. Okay. This is pop and go, my friend. We're going to try to catch these. And the first person who drops it gets a pie in the face. But okay. you, And if you catch it three t- – so the first person who drops – no, yeah, yeah, the first person who drops it gets pie in the face. Or the per- if we both get 
three, the first person who gets three can say the other person gets pie in the face. You ready? I'm ready. Do you guys know what I said? Because I don't. I'll put this out. <laughs> All right. And okay. so what these things do is you pop it and you got to catch it, Maddie. Okay. All right. And if I three times, I if I don't catch it. All right. Let's just try it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you drop it right now, you got pie, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> That's not fair. It went backwards. <laughs> that tastes really good, actually. Yum yum. Give me some. <laughs> and I just want. It's wanted... not fair. It went backwards. <laughs> That's good pie. Get out of here. <laughs> do you want me to? I'll do it on my face. <laughs> that tastes like mine. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I lost. But that wasn't fair because it you you had it pointed the wrong way. I don't know. the. I don't make the rules. I just tell you what they are. Why All are right, you crying? So... <laughs> are you crying? I can't open my eyes. All right, so let's move to our, our, let's get all cleaned up and move to our interview portion. It's not rocket science. Well, I for one am excited about learning about mime from Dean Evans. Dean is a Los Angeles-based professional mimer slash performer, writer, and director. They were named one of the top 50 players by New City Magazine. Wow. They have performed with The Second City, I.O., The Goodman, Circus Olay. Did I say that right? Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> okay. What is it? How it's do you this. Say it? uh, Cirque du Soleil. No, okay. I'm, you can say however you want. No, look. It's not circus. I thought it was Cirque du Soleil. Circus, circus Olay. I think the du is the part you're missing. Du. du. Okay. Circo du Lay. There we go. Close enough. The Goodman. Sorry, Ryan, our editor's here. He's going to be angry. Well, okay. you don't have to edit that out. It's Cirque, it's funny yeah, with that stuff, right, okay. folks? Cirque du... Cirque Soule. Cirque Soufflé. Cirque... I love Cirque Soule, by the way. Say Cirque. Cirque. <laughs> Cirque. Sue. Sue. Filet. Filet. That's Cirque what Cirque Soufflé. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, hey. they have performed for them. And as a solo artist around the world they are going to teach us all about the world of miming because miming uh it's not uh it's not what anthony it's it, not rocket science are, are you frozen are you okay you're, you're, i just did a little mime a that little was not touch. miming i was trying to do not my i said it in my head because sometimes mime you don't speak right that's that's pretty good mime right there <laughs> Nice. Here they are, Dean Evans. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hey. What up, Dean? A Hello. mime. Mm -hmm. This is so exciting. I'm so excited <laughs> to have a mime in the studio. I want to just start off and say I'm, I think it's pretty impressed. I'm impressed that you did Cirque du Slam A. Yeah. That was oh, Cirque du Slam A was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. Um, well, thank you for being here. Um, so how's it going? How it's are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, having a good morning. Um, I've got my new mime swag on. I don't know if you saw this oh, Marcel Marceau t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, so, sometimes as a mime, you'll get like um, secret mime paraphernalia from other mimes. Really? And this mime on Facebook sent me this old school Marcel. This is Marcel Marceau famous mime sent me some some marcel marceau t-shirts with a little note about how he got them from that, back in the day and now i'm wearing it that's a retro marcel <laughs> it yeah, is that's it's, really cool it is it's old i don't know i think it's probably from the 80s but that's yeah. really cool <laughs> i love yeah. that when, that's awesome when was marcel marcel uh in the game i guess in the game oh, he was Do in you the, know maybe you don't know yeah for a long time um I guess he probably started way back when in the 40s 
and then he died, I believe, in 2004. Um, but he his kind of heyday was probably 50s, 60s, 70s, and he was still performing all the way up until he died. Uh, but his he probably crescendoed, if I'm to use a musical slash mime term, in the 60s, 70s. So that oh. is a little past prime t-shirt years yeah from the 80s that's a great yeah. great shirt yeah the guy the guy who sent it sent me this really sweet note he was like i was the street mime for a, a local amusement park and uh we were all taking a workshop when he, uh, marcel marcel was in ann arbor michigan and the workshop was sponsored by domino's pizza <laughs> and domino's pizza would like send the van over in the morning and all the mimes would climb out of the the red roof in and get in this van from Domino's and go to this studio and take a mime class with Marcelo. All of that is fantastic. The my the two of my favorite is Domino's Pizza, Red Roof Inn, a bunch of like really artistic mimes, Marcelo. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. And why doesn't Domino's Pizza sponsor or uh, subsidize more mime workshops? They have yet to subsidize one of my workshops. Domino's, if you're out there, just send a couple pizzas to my class make it right uh, that would, yeah yeah I don't that's know what amazing happened. so was was he the first mime like no did he start it no no so he gets he was kind of the first world famous mime in the era of modern times with tv and whatnot but mime is ancient 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 greeks uh, and even before that it's it's some kind of it's like some kind of basic human societal thing of visual storytelling with your body in front of people. It's probably from the beginning of time. Right. Yeah. But he was the one uh, that uh, he became super, super famous um, at the time when TV uh, became, you know, where there was a TV in every household and he started doing TV appearances and then also it was like slang and New York on the theater scene and he was kind of the first mass media mime, which was amazing. But also because of that, it it, it there's a, a, a good part of that because he really was a, ma- a wonderful uh, guy and, a, and and probably a genius. But it also um, imprinted that on everybody's mind. And the art of mime has a hard time getting out from underneath of his shadow. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, because he had a specific look uh, with the white face and the striped shirt which is, of course, this beautiful kind of French look. But sometimes as a mime, it's hard to get out from underneath that. You kind of are always uh, explaining to people what you're, what, you, what you're not when you're a mime. You're like, oh, I don't really wear that makeup. I don't really dress like that. But so he's, it's, uh, you know, he's, it, Marcel Marceau is legendary, but also, um, you know, he's like, it, you, you're always negotiating with, people's uh, perception of what you do that is so interesting i i can't imagine like for instance any other uh platform so let's say uh uh acting or or comedy if every one every comedian was based off of like ray romano not that he is ray romano right but but just like oh that's weird you don't uh look or dress or look like Jerry Seinfeld yeah. or Ray Romano. You do that still? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> that, that, that I think is a very accurate uh, comparison, yeah. Like, it, it would be like if uh, the only comedian people knew were, like, Carrot Top. Yeah, and, but it's just one person and yeah. everyone bases. That's that's probably really frustrating in a lot of ways. I mean... Yeah, for sure. For, you know. it, can, it can be... I used to, when I first um, was a young artist, I would always be a little frustrated. Like, I'm an artiste. I am not... A, I don't perform on the street. I don't speak French, by the way. I don't know why I'm doing a French accent. But it's very good. See, it, yeah, it, it's, it's, just it's happens. happening even <laughs> it now. It just happens. It <laughs> happens. It soaks in. You're supposed to be French. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I used to be a little more... I don't know. I guess it, uh, it it used to bother me more, but then eventually I just embraced it. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll, I, you know, I love uh, French accordion music and wearing tights and jumping around. Sure, I'll do that. It's still fun. Yeah, well, of course. What is miming? Like, what is the good, definition? That's a of good miming? question. You know, it's not super easy to find, but the way that I define it is mime is visual poetry. So that's the pretentious way to define it. You. Sometimes I used to say, well, it's visual storytelling, but 
Um, mime doesn't always have necessarily have a straightforward narrative. In fact, it's really good at not having a narrative, but it's essentially a, a performing art in which you use your body to create images to tell story, um, whether it's a, a narrative or abstract or whatever. And the reason why people will use the word poetry a lot in mime is because it does tend to have a layer of abstraction, which is what differentiates it from other uh, types of performing. There are writing structures that are specific to mime that sort of include that kind of abstraction. You're taking images or scenes or vignettes and putting them together. You know, it's, it's actually probably closest to cinema, and cinema has been influential to mime. I can't say mime has been influential to cinema, because who knows, maybe. Like silent cinema? Uh, no, just uh, visual storytelling, oh, the way okay, that okay. movies work, uh, editing. Yeah. You do the same thing if you're storyboarding or you're writing a screenplay, taking the scenes and the transitions. All of those things that are important with cinema are in mime, too. Transitions and the concept of montage and tableaus and juxtaposing images so that the audience connects them in a way that gives them an experience. So that's what the art of mime is. And there, there's no rule that says you can't talk in mime. The, the kind of pretentious mime response to that is that you, you don't end up speaking because you don't need to because the art form exists beyond the word. But that being said, you could talk. like you can, There are mimes that, that'll talk. Usually you don't talk like in the middle of a piece, and it's not because of rules about things you should or shouldn't do. It's just because when you introduce language into something that's purely visual, it creates like a cognitive dissonance. People have to go shift gears a little bit, and so you typically won't do that. Um, you won't sort of tether them to the process of parsing language when you're sort of trying to take them into this other world. What I think everyone should realize about the mime, from what I'm understanding from you right now, is it's an artistic thing that doesn't have to be boggled down to specifics. Like, you don't have to wear the makeup. You don't have to wear the black and white shirt. You don't have to be from France, and you can talk. So it's it seems as if what you're saying is people should realize that, that it's definitely an artistic form that has open uh, uh, expression. You can do what you want with it because... You're doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's true. Um, and it kind of, you know, mime, like like anything, there, there was a mime bubble that happened specifically in the United States in the 70s because of Marcel Marceau. The, the major schools of mime um, are France, which is probably the most popular one, and then Poland, where it's actually still popular today. Mm. Um, there are many professional mime companies, and it's sort of just because it's just a popular thing in, in Poland. If you go see a mime show, they're kind of large scale. It's like going to the opera or something. And Whoa, then, and cool. then, yeah, it's a beautiful form of mime. It's a little more organic y. It's like French has a, that kind of balletic feel, very upright, very charactery. And then Poland, it's very earthy, breathy, organic, a little more like modern dance. And then there's the American style. There are other styles too, but the American style came from uh, busker, buskers, which are street performers. Um, and in the 70s, probably because of Marcel Marceau and just whatever, there was sort of this bubble. Uh, everybody was started to take the illusions, which really aren't, um, they are a byproduct of mime. Illusions, pretending and you're touching invisible things. Some people call object work if you do improv. They sort of took those to the street as a way to, you know, get attention and started writing their pieces around that concept of a character interacting with an object in the ether and that kind of became the American style and there was this there was this bubble so a lot of people were doing that and taking this one part of mime and just beating it over the head and eventually it got to the point where there's so many people doing that that it just became super annoying <laughs> you know sure it, it kind of lost that uh, you know it really comes from the theater and it kind of lost more of the the story uh, and the environmental play and the the and uh, Marcel Marceau was doing that, stories, characters, and he uh, would say, and I tell my students too, that when you're doing your illusions, if you're a character and you're coming into your home and you are, you know, hanging your coat on the rack and touching the wall, you, you actually want to do that, those illusions, that object work, not too good. 
because it will distract from your story. It'll become more of like a magic trick. And I don't diss mimes that do like perfect illusions. That's their thing. That's a uniquely American style of mime, and it's really cool. Uh, but it is a different thing. It, it's like, oh, there's like an invisible suitcase there, and it looks so real. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it really will distract from the the general storytelling but that that there was a kind of a mime bubble i have um there was a a mime academic journal and i have some copies of it um it went all the way until like 2014 weirdly but in the back of it it's so funny there's these really beautiful printed books that have all these you know topics for contemporary mimes and in the back there's like classified ads from like the 70s and 80s that's so funny it's so funny and there's just like mime school after mime school after mime school like uh you know, the, the theater world wasn't as um, consolidated into the major markets, New York, L.A., Chicago. It was more spread out, and there was just, like, all these, come to the, do this workshop, come study with this person, and it was just, like, wild. There were tons of them. And that's where a lot of my teachers came from, is that sort of mime extravaganza that was happening. They saw an ad in the back of a book. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what specifically. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they knew someone. And <laughs> I, I'm from Ohio originally. And I originally went to the school for mime theater, and it had been around for maybe like 35 years. Where's that? Uh, it's in Gambier, Ohio, which is oh, a small wow. town. It's in. It's. It was on the college campus of Kenyon College, but not affiliated with the college. They would rent this dance studio in the summer, and and it had been going for a long time, and Marcel Marcel used to go there. Stefan Nijakowski, who's kind of the Polish master, still alive teaching. But I went there, and I really was, like, one of the few people from Ohio that went there. It was a very international school, but I just, like, drove. That's so interesting. Yeah. It, it's, in, it's all in Ohio, too. So that's where you kind of... How did you find this school then? Were you just being a kid walking around like, what is that place? Or? Yeah, well, so I um, I didn't do theater or anything growing up, but I, and I started going to college. I went to college for theater on a dare, having never <laughs> seen a play before. It's a very expensive dare. <laughs> it, it was. I, I, I was driving with my friend in the car, and we were both kind of like lost soul <laughs> like weirdos in Ohio and I was uh I guess I was 23 at the time I'd gone to community college and I just worked with this guy and we were driving by Ohio State University which is this big giant university and he was like I dare you to pull over we were driving on the highway by the admissions office and he was like I dare you to pull over and sign up for theater and I was like, theater? I'd never even seen a play. I was like, okay. And we, we went in together, and we walked in. We are like, we want to do theater. And uh, They're like, why are you saying it that way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. They pro- I definitely think the, the woman at the admissions office thought we were crazy. But since I had gone to this community college, she was like, well, you're already in our system. It was kind of, I didn't realize this, but it was kind of like the junior college for this university. And she was like, you're already in our system and accepted, so you can start next week. And so I think I was also looking to do something with my life. And so I started going and taking classes. That's great. It. And I saw my first play maybe like three weeks later. But one of my instructors uh, was a mime. Um, and I signed up for her class as a joke. I was like, oh, it'd be so funny. It'd be so stupid. A mime class? What mm-hmm. in the world? But I knew that I did like movement. Um, I, I was interested in that. And I, I, so I, I took her class. And um, I remember the first day I showed up, she was like, you shouldn't have been allowed to sign up. This is just for grad students for this one particular Jeez. production. Jeez. Well, she she was just <laughs> curious more so. And she was like, are you actually interested in mime? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, yeah, if you're interested, you can take it. So I took the class and then, uh, you know, I, I was good at it. Or I, was, I was good. I had no idea what we were doing. That we were doing, it was very Mr. Miyagi. Like we were just doing what's called corporeal mime, which is kind of like... It's an old style of French mime that comes like before you learn contemporary mime, which is like you're being like Marcel Marceau, contemporary mime. This corporeal mime, it's very abstract, neutral face. I had no idea what we were doing, but it was a longer class. And in about maybe like 12 weeks in, I was like, oh, and then I wrote a mime piece. And then she was like, you should go to the school for mime theater. And then during the summer, uh, I went to that. And then I went every summer for like the next five or six summers. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Can so you were hooked. I was hooked. Yeah, you I did was it. Hooked. I enjoyed it, but I was also probably the first time I was 
good at something or like the first time I got positive attention for something, That's you know, great. That, so I was like, Oh, awesome. okay, I'll do this. So prior to that, you had no, uh, I know you said you didn't have any kind of wanted to do any theater or this and that. What was there some sort of artistic expression that you liked to lead you N- not saying that because I know it was a dare, but mm-hmm. were you at all artistic prior to yeah, this? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely wanted to be an artist. I thought I was going to be a musician, mm-hmm. uh, although I lacked the discipline to become a good instrumentalist. So I was I was trying to be a musician. I was good at visual art. So I was I was creative, but I never really had the discipline to master anything. So um, I knew that I wanted to do something creative, but I wasn't exactly sure of my angle. And ultimately, I think I got into theater really just because, um, you know, there's a quick turnaround. You know, it's not like where you're making an album and you have to spend so many years learning about music, getting good at music, and then creating all this work. And then you don't really get someone patting you on the back saying, good job for years and years and years. Whereas theater is like, well, you work on it for like, six weeks and then a whole crowd comes and they all clap and they all love you and then whatever that was is what i needed at that time and i was i was hooked yeah that's awesome yeah that's incredible thanks for sharing that do you mind demonstrating like a a brief kind of mime like a mime thing yeah um sure Um, um or what was that thing you were saying that you learned first before you started the story the corporeal mime can you show us yeah uh, can me and you do a basic or all three of us do a basic yeah i was thinking you could demonstrate and then maybe teach us like some brief yeah yeah whatever you'd like yeah yeah Yeah, for sure Uh, corporeal mime um is pretty tedious to learn but i will show you some just to or, give you an idea or just of, you know just something like basic sim- like yeah climbing a rope or yeah yeah whatever yeah, for, yeah. Sure. This, for sure for sure for sure so um with corporeal mime there's uh, it's it's kind of really strict um but one of the things that you learn are isolations of your body specifically inclinations and rotations of your spine so they divide the spine head neck chest waist pelvis and, and this is just very basic corporeal mime. So you, you, you know, you stand in neutral, perfectly straight up and down spine. And then something you practice is like incline your head to the right, right? And then it comes back and then incline just your neck to the right. And then just your chest. And then you come back and then your waist and you come back. And then you learn to do it the other direction. And then you learn forward and backward for all that. And then once you have that, oh, and you learn rotations, head, neck, chest and stacking all these things on top. And then what you're trying to get to, what you're working towards, is being in what's called triple design, which means two inclinations and a rotation at the same time. And so my chest might be inclined to the right, rotate to the left, incline to the rear. And the purpose of that is so that when I'm doing a mind piece, I I'm searching for something more beautiful, like a Renaissance paintings are all like that. All the paintings, there's a rotation. And, yeah, and yeah, mimes yeah. are always yeah. referencing that. Or like the chiaroscuro, the weight shifted to one side that's very asymmetrical. So if I'm a mime and I'm like reaching up to, you know, pick an apple, if I do it straightforward and linear and I'm just thinking about the action, it's less dramatic and boring. But if you're a mime and you've trained in corporeal mime, when I reach for the apple, I'm going into triple design, so when I go up, you know, it's just got this little extra drama to it. Yeah. And and that's... Twist. Yeah, yeah. So like you're thinking about that, that rotation. So that's something mimes practice is... So if I take, like, another basic principle of mime, which is point fix, like keeping your hands the same distance apart from each other, or the opposite, keeping your hands still while you move, which is where you get things like the wall. Oh, it, it, it's hard. But if you combine, say, like if I just do this and I'm pulling my rope and I'm doing good point fix, it's pretty straightforward. But if I do this and I can combine the, the triple design, right, it makes it like Whoa. much more dramatic and beautiful and, and a little more like captivating. So that's sort of why you learn corporeal awesome. mime first. I, I thought you had a rope here. <laughs> I did amazing. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, is, that was hard either. When I was doing that, my wrist felt tricky. And just, <laughs> yeah. I was obvious. You need a water? 
<laughs> some water. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> or, or traditionally grapes. You would have grapes in a mime studio. That I don't was know why. amazing. Yeah, do you uh, mind do yeah, like he was saying? Do you mind doing like a, a short story that you may have uh, prepared? If you don't, obviously, um, it's like asking somebody to do a stand-up routine. So please don't feel obligated. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, you know, so so I I probably could think of something. My uh, my hesitation is not that I wouldn't want to do it. My um, particular uh, style or body of work is definitely a lot of like character story based. So I don't have like a lot of um, stuff I can whip out. I can do little illusions or, or and a character or something. But again, uh, yeah, I know that's putting somebody on the spot, so I don't want to do that to you. So there, there's one. Okay, well, well, maybe you two can help me with this okay. one. So I've been, so yes. I've been trying to do this mime piece about um, reaching into a bird cage and get pulling a bird out. <laughs> it's nice. for a a longer piece based on this poem. So I've been working with how to mime that I'm holding a bird cage as opposed to just like a block or a thing. And the, what I'm trying to figure out is one, I want to pull the cloth off the top. So that's a thing you do in mime is you do object identification. So if I'm touching a cloth, my arm and my body is like a cloth, you know, same thing. If I'm touching a feather, then my whole body is like a feather. And if I'm touching a rock, my whole body's like a rock. So I've been, had this bird cage and then I'm like lifting the cloth off of it and sort of doing some smooth kind of lyrical stuff. And then I, now I'm a mime describing what I do while I do it. <laughs> no, that's okay. And, I'm, and I reach in and I grab the bird. And the new move that I've been coming up with is to ha- be holding a bird and like show the rhythm of the bird with my hands. So that Whoa, I'm not, so it doesn't cool. look like I'm just like strangling it. So, so I've been practicing this, like of like holding it, you know, kind of fluttering in, in your hand. Yeah, yeah, with my hand. So that's my new move. Oh, is yeah. my 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 bluebird move. Nice, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what what mimes think about a lot is 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 rhythm. It's it's a little more like um, they use the word composition when you're writing a mime piece because it is more so about the rhythm and what's called the musicality of movement. And it, in the viewer's brain, it is the same area of the brain that's interpreting music. So it is sort of different than language, which is why mime tends to be separate from language. It, when you watch mime, and that's the first lesson you learn at mime school, is you have to sing your piece. Not sing like, and then yeah. I open the refrigerator. But you have to like, you kind of do the sound <laughs> of the movement before yeah. you even do it. You go on stage and you close your eyes and you're like, whoop, you know, and trying to make it really dynamic. So then when you do your piece, it's like, it's got lyrical parts and then staccato. And there's a lot of musical terms in mime too. That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. Thank you for demonstrating that. Yeah. No, awesome. no problem. I haven't quite um, figured that one out yet, no, but if I'm, cool. I'm going to no, bust it out. No, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's very cool. It, it looked real to me. Like, I thought there was a bird in the room. <laughs> what about you, Anthony? I really thought did. there was a bird. Um, do you mind teaching us just a brief, like, uh, maybe like we're trapped in a cube or, oh, for or sure. something? Just yeah, for sure. Yeah. The wall. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the main thing that people see when they see the wall is that point fix, your hands staying in space while you move. But I'll give you a little inside baseball okay. tip. Um, that's not that hard to do. Like you could practice that and after a little bit you'll have it. The, the way to really make your wall like, oh my gosh, this person is an artiste. <laughs> you take, imagine you take your hand like just out in front of you. Okay. And you don't really want your hand to be so tense. Like it's like, ten- just take your hand, relax. And just like a little drop of water, it goes like, Poof. so your hand's got like a supple curve. This is called a uh, shell. It's like your hand's like a shell. So sometimes they'll use like the top of your head. It's just like this relaxed hand. So then you you see the wall. That's the psych- this uh, mime is very psychological. You have to mm-hmm. see the wall, and then you go to touch the wall with your shell hand. And then the moment you touch the wall, you just have a little impulse. It's a little like, right? And then you squish your hand on the wall. Then you see the other part of the wall where you're going to put your other hand, and then relaxed hand. And then you touch, right? And then you squish, right? And then just very gently. Right. And then you're when you let go of your hand, you let go. Relaxed hand. You look to the next spot. Touch. Squish. Right. Relax the other hand. Look. 
touch, squish. And so I'm not even really moving my body yet. I'm just practicing this hand when I'm touching and when I'm not touching. And, and then right there, like your walls, like already looking dramatic. And then you can throw in some point fix. What's that point? Point fix is fixing a point of your body in space. So like my hands are fixed, but my body's moving. So my hands are the point that's fixed, right? And, and that's essentially how you would mime a surface, right? And, and if it's a window, you know, you use the focus of your eyes to let you see through. There's even a move I haven't done in a while where you like. Oh, that's good. That's tough. Yeah, bust that one out. Shove <laughs> here. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's pretty good. Just kind of smushing your face against it. I like that, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, those little like details like that go a long way. But really, like what gets overlooked with the wall is like you ha- if you have the psychology of it, um, the point fix part, the illusion part is not so hard. But the psychology, like wh- why are they? Because if it's just a person in a wall, like it, it just kind of looks like a, I don't know, like a person that's really having difficulty. <laughs> Yeah, why would you do that? What, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why would you just like touch if you a were wall just like on that? a wall? Right. You'd just like just really up close. <laughs> that yeah. is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank it, you so much. That, yeah, that no was problem. awesome. That was so cool. I can't wait to take your class. That's, yeah, for um, sure. I want to take this too. I, I need <laughs> yeah. it. I do. I think it's great. It's amazing. So, can you tell us more about your class and what you offer? And yeah, all sure. That jazz? So, I, t- I teach uh, mime. I teach I teach a few things. I'm a mime and a clown and a bouffon. Uh, which is a type of satirical clown. And I teach mime. So when I teach mime, I'm pretty straight on with the technique. We start with corporeal mime, and then we go into contemporary mime. But really, really my focus, and which is the focus of the School for Mime Theater, what I, where I went originally was the writing and creation of how to uh, start to piece together compositions. So when I teach a mime class, that's sort of part of it, of like taking these pieces and deconstructing pieces that exist and then starting to think about writing structures and getting students to write mime so we can get some like mime representation out there so that's amazing yeah so that's my goal and i teach every summer i teach at the celebration barn which is kind of like celebration barn is kind of like this like iconic physical theater training center in the middle of maine it was actually founded by a mime named Tony Montanero. 50. It's, a, it's a camp, right? Yeah, it's a barn that's converted into like a really beautiful theater. And uh, when I went there originally, I think it was like 2008, you, you actually slept in the barn. I mean, it's like, it's, it's nice. There's not like hay and horses <laughs> and stuff, but you slept in the barn. Now they've got these like nice little bungalows that you stay in. But it's, uh, yeah, you go there, you can take like clown and, or mime uh, um, or all these different types of workshop. There's like embodied writing and then solo show workshops. And so I teach an immersion there where we work all day. And then uh, in the evening, every night, the students have to write a new mime piece. And it's, it's grueling, but it's super fun. And there's nothing else to do but mime there. So it's like, so I do that in the summer. And then in L.A., I usually teach like one or two mime classes um, a year, like six-week long ones. And then I teach, during the pandemic, I started teaching online. Uh, uh, when the pandemic started, I was in the middle of teaching a mime class. So then I started teaching online. And that kind of took off. It's called Mime Online. And I was teaching. It, it. rhymes. Yeah, it rhymes. Well, it was originally called Mime Online with Wine, and I would pair the class with a French wine. But after a while, I was like, I would literally finish a whole bottle of wine, and and so and everybody, <laughs> we'd just be wasted online. <laughs> and it does help. Like you do get pretty loose and silly. I was like, it does. I could see why, but it just got to the point where I was like, I cannot uh, like keep, you know, drink. I'm not a huge drinker, but I was like, I can't. Uh, it's just, yeah, it was, it, I was like, I got to chill with this mime online with wine. So now it's just <laughs> yeah. mime online. Sometimes nice. I'll, I'll test, I'll get a new, if I, there's a new one and I'm in the mood, I'll pair it with yeah. the wine. That's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. I was just thinking in, in, I do stand up comedy and I'm starting to do it more, but uh, I think a lot of the times people will use mime in stand up, like they'll, and an improv as well. Mm-hmm. Do you find that helps, uh, you know? stand-up comedians or actors or performers, do you find it helps them in their performance to learn mime? Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I also do improv. I did improv for years, especially in Chicago. And, um, hey, Chicago, man. I was a Chicago man. Oh, really? Me yeah. too. Yeah. I Sorry came up in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I did improv a lot, and I definitely think it does. Now, on a basic level, mime is going to help you get more comfortable 
doing object and environmental and physical work in your improv. Like it just gets more comfortable. Cause I, I teach and when I was in Chicago, I was teaching mime and doing improv and I would teach, I taught at second city for years and people would ask that question a lot. Is it going to help? What's it going to help with? What, what does improv need? And on a very basic level, it helps you get more comfortable initiating um, physicality, whether it's object work, activities, uh, character. Comedically, it's really helpful to give people an understanding or let them feel what it feels like to uh, be funny or tell a joke with their body. And, and that really comes from the precision and the economy of movement. It's the same as, like, I'll use in my class, like, you know, there's not really, sometimes I'll teach a class like clown and physical comedy. And even though I am a physical comedian, there's not, t teaching physical comedy in theory would be like having a class called comedy. Physical yeah. comedy is just comedy that you see. And, you know, trying to teach someone comedy is like mm -hmm. not really, a, it's like, what does that mean? Really what physical comedy is, is learning how to be precise and have what's called economy of movement, meaning you're not doing any extra movement so that people can see what you're doing. The, the equivalent would be like if you're telling a joke, say like a classic joke with a punchline, you don't want your punch, your, your punchline has to be economically dictated. You don't want to just ramble on and on and on and on and mix up words and have people not understand. So that's kind of how physical comedy is. Like when people first start doing it, they're doing too much and you can't really see what they're doing. And a lot of mime is like stripping all that away so that people are precise and concise and that the audience can get hooked into like what's happening and, and teach that. I'm actually teaching a slapstick class this weekend. And when I oh, teach slapstick, cool. it's, it's all about that. It's just like, just be clear and simple. That's like the main thing that comes from mime that directly translates to improv or stand-up. And I have friends that, that do stand-up and they'll, they'll do physical stuff. It also helps a ton just with character, learning how right. to change your body in, in a way that's different than your own. Yeah, but it, it's very helpful for stuff like that. Yeah, mime, the, the precision is, um, I think, like the real value for the comedians, the precision in the economy of movement. That's so cool. Go it ahead. is so cool. No, you... <laughs> You go. Don't yell at me. I like how polite you guys are with each other. You go. No, you go. You're, you're really respectful. Yeah. May I? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, is there a website that uh, besides uh, Mime? Uh, well, not not. I'm sorry. There's no wine anymore. So Mime online. Oh, Mime online. Yeah. If you go to my website, which yeah. is just dean.la. And then yeah. they can find like the slapstick classes mm -hmm. and their classes, online classes. Yeah, yeah, classes are listed on there. And mine online now. It used to be every week. Now it's just the last Wednesday of every month. And uh, there's a Zoom link on there. It's just donation based, but it's. I always say people, you know, it's like it's like AA. We need you more than we need your money. It's like yeah, mime right. AA. So just just show <laughs> yeah. up, you know, like so. Um, yeah, there's a Zoom link on there, and uh, that's been nice because there, there's been so there's so many people out there that don't have access i mean it's like where do you find a mime class in the world to begin with or at least in the united states to be, they do exist but it's like mimes are the worst at using the internet um second only That's to clowns really funny. clowns it's like they're the worst mimes are hard it's like you'd think from the internet there's no mimes there are they're out there they're doing workshops all the time but they're just, I don't know what it is. There's some it's kind of... It's because it doesn't exist. The computer's not there. They're miming yeah, to right. find it. Exactly. Well, also, also mime is like an artistic thing. So I feel like a lot of people spend a lot of time. So if you're doing this for years, yeah. <laughs> then it's like... You're not doing that. Uh, Instagram, <laughs> uh, why is this computer around? I've, I've been doing this thing for so long. Um, yeah. Do you... Uh, are you on Instagram and all? Whatnot? Oh, yeah, yeah. I use Instagram primarily to, like, promote shows and classes. Um, but, oh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. What's, What's your, your Instagram? Yeah. Mr. Dean Evans. Kind of like a, a thank you so, so much for being here. Kind of a wrap-up question. Mm -hmm. But um, what advice would you give um, someone that wants to be a mime? What would you tell them? Um, well, first and foremost, just get some material and put it out there. And don't be afraid of... Uh, being inspired by other mimes works there now if you go on youtube and you search for a mime 90 percent of what comes up is just unwatchable swill uh, you know like it's like 
I don't know what what's going on there. It's still fun to do. I still I Google mime all the time. But there is legitimate good mime stuff on YouTube now. There used to not be, but there you can find all of Marcel Marceau's work. You can find all kinds of great mimes. So like is just fill yourself up with all that stuff, and and don't be afraid to just put some of that on its feet. Like try to write some stuff it could be as simple as miming a wall or or whatever it is and just start getting it out there because a little bit of mime goes a long way people really do love watching it so that's the main thing is start practicing whether it's mime online or even mime videos i downloaded a mime instructional video the other day it was like pretty great um there's uh, other people that teach uh, start learning and just start doing it start doing it start doing it even if it's like street mime or someone hires you for their bar mitzvah to row a mime canoe around for an hour just like start doing it i always say be the first at being bad at it (laughs) you know don't be afraid to be bad at it and just do it and then you'll find that uh, you you get better at it but also it starts leaking into everything else you do you do start developing a vocabulary and there are very amazing completely self-taught mimes uh, out there so my advice is just like get out there do it put stuff on its feet and and don't be afraid to just be an insufferable horrible mime <laughs> you, uh, this is uh, this is really funny that you're uh, that you mentioned that mimes are bad with the internet because i remember typing object work how to do object work object work basics on youtube mime basics nothing <laughs> on youtube yeah that, <laughs> Wow. That, that's true. Like I couldn't like I was like, oh, wow. how do you pick up a can? I literally was like, how do you because I, I was like, maybe it has to be very specific. So I was like, <laughs> how do you pick up a can mime? Nothing. It's funny that that's you so it's funny that you mentioned that there's there's obviously infinity ways to do it. But there is a corporeal mime way of picking up um, a, a can and it's broken down into 26 movements oh my can. yeah and it's so funny it's like i don't know who in the world would do, i mean you, and it's very serious it's like it's so funny to me and i i do, do, a whole, do um, yeah do i could probably do it. i don't know if i could do all 26 but um let me see let me back up and we'll see if i end up at 26 but i don't exactly remember so yeah. the the can is is down here like on a table so i go one two three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Shoot two i don't know where the extra two are this one's a weird one notice yeah it's like a cheers oh cheers wow yeah it's like it's like yeah it's strange and it's like who in the world i don't think it's necessary to do all that but corporeal mime is all about like training your body to just be as detailed and precise as possible so it does come in handy but i've never once in my life broken down a simple activity into 26 moves and performed it that way on stage Right, I'm right. usually just thinking like free flowing. Pick it up. <laughs> right, right, right. You know another one I looked up? S- the stairs and the elevator. Uh, oh. th- uh, I looked up how to do that. Nothing. Oh my God. You can't find that. Like, well, he'll have to teach us. We'll so, take yeah, his class. I, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. By stairs. the way, I was going to say. Um, whenever your next class is, which uh, do you know when it is yet? Do you have? Uh, yeah, my I, ne- I don't have the month. exact dates. My next mime class will start um, in early November on Monday evenings at six thirty. I gotta solidify the dates, but it'll start online in, or, yeah. or no in person. Oh, I'm gonna cool. do it in person. Oh, oh nice. But the wine. Or, I'm sorry, the wine one. The, uh, oh, mime online with wine. Do you know when the next one? Because I'm I'm gonna say if you want to take a class with us, yes, we are gonna take oh, this sure. class. Yeah. yeah, and we're gonna and we'll we'll. I'll take the class yeah, together. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, you should. Yeah, it's the last Wednesday of every month, so I think it's like that's like October twenty eighth. I think something All like right. that. But okay, it's, it's six p.m. There's a Zoom link on my website and on my Instagram, and hop in there. It's 
it's free and it's really fun. There's like a good group that, that always comes. There's a nice community around it. We do mime for like an hour and then we like hang out for a little bit. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, is it is awesome. it open? I guess I, sh- I shouldn't it's say. Completely it's completely open. Okay. Yeah. Anybody can come. Well, it, and it's that's donation. Awesome. Yeah, but I was just like, I'm just inviting everybody to your party. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come. come. <laughs> well, it's online. Yeah. It's online. Okay. I can kick people out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, maybe I should ask first. We're going to be there nice. and I'm going to show up at your house. No, I not <laughs> Yeah, hey, you're yeah. always welcome. That'd be Thank fun. You. Come over. Uh, yeah, for sure. Hopefully, yeah. I can get online the the mimes that the mimes and clowns that want to join can oh, get online. Sure. So if you want to <laughs> yeah. do of that, computers, I'm just, yeah, they're, just they're, kidding. They're bad. They, they, at this point, they've just, figured out Zoom. But I, I know. I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just come, kidding. come in October. We will remind yeah, you that we're going to all do. We're yeah. going to do this class, and you can take the yeah, class you can with join us. us. Yeah. Which will be really fun. Well, thank you so much, Dean, for being here. It was so great talking with you. You're the best. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Thank really you appreciate too. you. Yeah. Fist bump? Fist yeah. bump? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's awesome. Weird. It's nice. Feels good. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's the end of the interview. Awesome. Yeah. You're the best. Thank you, Dean. <laughs> Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Well, that was awesome. That was really, really cool. Uh, thank you so much, Dean. That was very fun. Uh, we're definitely going to take your class. And uh, before we go, uh, our, our studio plant, Greg, uh, wanted to show us some of his miming skills. So here we go. Greg, show us your miming skills. To you, Greg. Hi, Maddie and Anthony. I'm here to show you how I mime if you don't mime. <laughs> Bye guys. Wow. Uh thanks, Greg. That was uh that was something. That really was something. Um uh what do you think, Anthony? It was something. <laughs> <laughs> Greg with Greg it's always something. It was yeah? something. Hey, I got a good <laughs> challenge for myself. How how do you think I can drink this full can uh, uh without one without one breath? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> that's really good well that's our show uh thanks for watching and listening <laughs> oh that was awesome <laughs> yeah um like and subscribe to help the algorithm uh and also please comment on youtube or on apple podcasts share with your pals and uh and uh we have our first field trip a live event coming up october 12th from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. It's a live, not rocket science uh, event or a field trip. And uh, Anthony uh, and myself have an art. We're going to be showing art. That's right. And Melissa Villasenor will be showing art, too. And Andre Highland. Many more artists, too, yeah. my friend. But but to go to the <laughs> field trip, you have to. I have. I repeat. You have to get a permission slip. You do. You can't you know, come without one. You so. can't come without a permission slip. You get in trouble without one of those. Yeah. Um, you must be 21 to come to our field trip, so it doesn't matter. You, anybody can give you a permission slip, too. Can they give themselves the permission slip? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. you got to get it from somebody else. <laughs> yeah. uh, please email and your— it has per- to be signed. It has to be a signed, uh, permission documented slip. permission slip. Uh, and for uh, to to for us to receive it, please email your get permi- a witness if you can. Yeah, no yeah, signature. a notary republic isn't yes, that what it's called? A notary, get a notary if no, you can. No, you gotta go. You gotta go get it that professional. It's very yes. professional. Uh, it, and once you do all of that, you you have to get somebody to give you permission. They have to sign it. You have to sign it. Uh, then you have to email it to us. Uh, and please email your permission slips to not rocket science pod at gmail.com that is gmail.com 
and we will read them here on the show. Also, remember, again, that the field trip is 21 and up. Uh, even though you have to have a permission slip, uh, you do need to be 21. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, we hope to see you there, and please send your permission slips in. So Ryan, our producer, editor, has a permission slip that Mr. we got. Mr. Shingles himself. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Shingles. He's going to hand us the permission slip, and uh, Anthony's going to read it. Very small fold. Whoa. <laughs> What a permission slip. <laughs> like a poster. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and it says, me, Anderson Johnson, will allow me friend, Tanderson Blonson, uh, access to the art show. Me, vouch that Tanderson... <laughs> Is 21. Sincerely, <laughs> Anderson Johnson. There's a scribble under there. <laughs> oh, it's just a tomato sauce. Yeah, that's, that's a tomato sauce. Well, thank you so much. It's so nice. <laughs> they need the permission slip. <laughs> Dang it, I ate that. You've got Anthony. it. <laughs> You've got to send a new one. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just ate the permission slip. Yeah, you ate the permission oh, slip. How embarrassing. I need to wipe it down. <laughs> wipe it down. Wash it down. Uh, so be curious. Keep learning because after all, learning isn't what, Anthony? It's not <laughs> rocket science. Thank you and blast off. Nice milk. That's our show. It's not rocket science. Not not rocket science. Science. Not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's not 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 not, not rocket science. It's not rocket science.